All right, boys, we're live. Okay. Welcome to the first podcast episode of the Ball Knowers podcast. We'll do a little intro. The to inaugural. The inaugural. First the inaugural. Um, yeah, we can do intros to start us off. Okay. Uh, Alec, you want to take it away? Okay, so I'm Alec McWilliams, and so we're all students here at UGA. Yep, we so, are. So, yeah, I'm a first-year student. I'm a political science student, and uh, I've been watching basketball since I was in, like, fourth grade. It's a game I've always loved. I, you know, my my uh, middle school coach called me Alec McBasketball, so I yeah, feel, I I feel like that's I remember notable. that. Yeah, Wait, I never, you were, why were, what were you called? I didn't really have any yeah, games. But he actually mm. played like for the high school teams I played, and AU teams. Yeah. I was a demon in a wreck, but I I never touched the actual teams yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I was I, they just stuck me in the corner. <laughs> I didn't really do yeah. much, but Yeah, but we I'm a basketball lover and I'm excited to be here and talk about basketball. So I am too. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Sam. Uh, I'm Sam McWilliams, brother of Alec McWilliams. I'm a third year student that? here at UGA. I'm a, a commercial real estate major. Um yeah, so uh, I, before, I, I would like to explain what kind of got me started mm-hmm. watching basketball. So we're all Georgia natives here, um, and as you might remember, the Hawks had a 60-win season. They won... Oh, yeah. No I, way. I believe, <laughs> <That> never <has. laughs> I believe tw- they won 26 games in a row, and I started, I started watching at that point. So, you know, I grew up a Hawks fan. It's yeah. a painful, miserable cycle. Oh, but, absolutely. But yeah, I've loved the game ever since. I played a little bit in high school, and now I just play pickup every once in a while mm-hmm. but i love talking about basketball and analyzing it so mick uh my name is mick hilvats i am not related to any of you guys or <laughs> not by the two brothers but um i am a second year student at the university of georgia i'm studying sport management as well as sports media and there's really one person who is <coughs> responsible for Getting me into the game of basketball, Here and his name is Here it comes. LeBron James. Oh, <laughs> but um, I didn't know where you're going with that. <laughs> I would I would say like 2011, 2012 was when I really started watching. Just so LeBron before was us. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah. Then, so for the structure going forward, we'll have a couple of segments that we do regularly. Sam, um, before you get into yours, just kind of explain what what it is. Okay. Um, also, I think we should uh, introduce like our teams, the teams that we. Like. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to suggest yeah, that as well. I, I like that you did. Good so, point. I can start. So, first and foremost, I am a Hawks fan. I follow the same like I started watching basketball, you know, during the Hawks fluke season. <laughs> yeah, and uh, destroyed by LeBron in the oh, conference baby. finals. But uh, I'm also a very big, very very big Clippers fan. Just you know. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Blake Griffin was the first jersey I ever got. I loved Lob City, so that got me into it. And I'm also a Rockets fan because James Harden is, I would say, my favorite all-time player. He's the only remaining James Harden fan. Yeah, I am. And as Wait, but you're, you're yes. a Rockets fan still? Yes, I am still a Rockets oh, fan. I, didn't know that. I was there I during that. the Wow Factor era. But yeah. which y'all might not even know what that is. That shows how much of a fan I am. And but, Harden's <laughs> on the Clippers now. Yes, yeah, he is. I'm living a dream. But yeah, so I yeah, I'm big Harden. Fan, I love Harden, and I'm stuck with the. I don't see I'm, why. I'm fans. Yeah, a lot of people say it, but I'm being a Hawks, Clippers, and Rockets fan that started in 2014 is a wit is an existence that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. Yeah. But here we are today, recording a basketball podcast ten years later. So I will pass it off to whoever wants to go next. Okay, so I'm also a Hawks fan. We, we, we're all Hawks fans here. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. we're Georgia natives. Yeah. So obviously I love the Hawks. I also hate the Hawks, but <laughs> I will always root and support for them. Support them. Um, and I, I realize that I might sound like a bandwagon, but I'm a Nuggets fan. I am not a bandwagon. To, you I have to establish not, the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I got drafted to them in uh, 2K15, <laughs> uh, and they were they were terrible back then. Like they, their best player was I Ty believe Lawson. Ty Lawson. And yeah, Ken and there was like the Ty Lawson Kenneth Fareed era. Fun team though. It was a fun team. It was a fun team. But I kind of just chose. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna root for this team. Like they're bad right now. They may be good in the future. And we drafted Jokic, and ever like just watching all the Nuggets games. Um, I've seen Jokic grow and develop, so I've I've got a pretty close attachment to that team. Um, I also love the Kings. I watched a lot of De'Aaron Fox mm. in college, and um, he's super exciting and fun to watch. So, but yeah, those are probably the three teams that I support the most. If the Nuggets didn't win last year, and so let's say 
they have no championships. Yeah. And the Hawks and Nuggets were to meet, who would you root for? If the Nuggets didn't win last year? Yeah. I don't know, man. Dang, that's crazy. I don't know, man. That's crazy. I I would probably root for the Hawks. I think, um, well, actually, I was going to say the the city of Atlanta deserves it more, but besides last year, Denver has never won a championship. The farthest I came was with Carmelo Anthony in the conference finals in like 2008, Mm -hmm. but it's tough. I don't know. Snow, weed, and that championship. That's about all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least they have the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Peyton Manning. Twilight of his career. Yeah, the Rockies aren't. (laughs) Great. They got Russell Wilson. <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> Broncos, Broncos country, let's ride. So I am a Hawks fan first by a mile, multiple miles. Um, I don't. I didn't really have a second team until this year. I was a big Dame fan. Dame's always been my favorite player. So gotta, gotta I've love all, Dame. Yeah, yeah, I've always been a Blazers fan. Um, second, and it's not even. Blazers. It's more so just Dame. I want to see Dame succeed, even though he's on the uh, Bucks. Um, it's hard to root for the Bucks now, or for Dame now, now that he, now that he's on the Bucks. Um, but Sam can. <laughs> okay. That's Sam can. Uh, it's still working though, right? Yeah. I just, okay. <laughs> we're having a little bit of a mic issue. Yeah, completely caused by. Me. These are the these are the inaugural issues that oh, will happen absolutely. though. Absolutely. It's a given, but um. Sam can can back me up here. Even though the Thunder are the one seed, I was I did claim them before the season. This man has had a man crush on Shea since he's been in the yeah, league. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I did he's not claim a them though. He's I not did a bandwagon. Claim them. And they were the ten seed last year, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mick is not a, a Mick's not a bandwagon. Mick's not a bandwagon, I can confirm. Yeah. But yeah, those those are our teams. I would say I'm the most loyal, I feel like. I, I wouldn't, I don't know if, I, I mean, maybe like Hawks are like far and away. Or yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I've been I mean. loyal to the Hawks for a long, that, don't, don't discredit my, yeah. my pain. I'm more so hitting on <laughs> Sam here. Yeah, no, that's valid. I love the Hawks. I love the <laughs> Hawks so much, but it, it, it's it's hard to to root for them and to speak positively about them when they're essentially in basketball purgatory right now. Like they're, they're contending only for a seventh or eighth seed they're never gonna make a run a run with this current core mm-hmm. it's just hard it's hard to root for them i will always support them but yeah you know. all right so now i guess we can get into the original segments or the usual segments that we'll have sam you can take away your weather report so the weather report is essentially where i talk about two teams one that's hot and one's that one that's cold um, we're gonna do different teams every week. Um, mm-hmm. So the teams that I, so for the hot team, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Cleveland the Cleveland Cavaliers have quietly been fourteen and one in their last fifteen games, and and uh, nine out of these fifteen games have been without Evan Mobley, who's mm. an essential part of their defense. You we know he's already at age what is he twenty one, one of the best defenders in the NBA. But Jared Allen's averaging 18 and 12 his last 15 games, playing excellent defense, uh, filling in for Mobley beautifully. I mean, he's uh, handling the he's he's protecting the rim really well without his uh, front court partner. Yeah. Um, Donovan Mitchell's been playing excellent. I mean, this team is just really really gelling. And, and I I remember that um, there were some whispers. I wouldn't say like legitimate talks, but people were talking about potential. Donovan Mitchell trades like to mm-hmm. the to the Knicks and stuff like that. I it mean, seems, they still are. Yeah, I think they still are, are but th- this is a <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers, the Lakers think they can get everybody, but and anyway, so but I think because they're the now the two seed, which is really impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. people thought that it was kind of the Knicks or not the Knicks, the Celtics and Bucks were going to be wrap up those one and two seeds, maybe the 76ers. but the Cavs have quietly become the two seed, and they're just looking really good, and I think that. You know, with how good they've been doing, the Donovan Mitchell rumors have pretty much been silenced or put on a halt, at least for right now. Yeah. So I think that the Cavaliers, and they've done this all quietly too. Like, um, I feel like Garland's been pretty underwhelming, even though they've won. He's been out for a while. Yeah, he's been. He needs time to establish rhythm. He's been in and out. You know, he's been faced a lot of injuries. That whole team has too, which is which is why it's so impressive that they've been fourteen and one. I mean, like. They haven't had been able mm-hmm. to consistently start the same players all season, and they're yeah. still yeah. dominating right now. 
yeah. and no one's really talking about it either. So yeah, I saw a stat. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but they have like an insane winning percentage record over or on teams under five hundred, which. You got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. And they, absolutely, they, they absolutely. absolutely. And when you look at like, when you look at the games they've been winning recently, they're like not making it close. Like, didn't they beat the Bucks by like 40 points in the last like week or so? They did blow. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. Yeah, who, but they blew someone I'm, I'm, really bad. I, it, it was the Bucks. Yeah, they've they've just been doing everything. They're su- really not even supposed to. Do. I mean, they don't have Evan Mobley. Garland just came back. Mm-hmm. They're. And Donovan Mitchell has been playing. Mobley returned six games ago. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo- Mobley's back. But they've been back. six and zero since he's returned, and they beat they beat the Spurs and the Pistons and the Nets. But they also got wins over the Clippers and the Kings. Yeah, which are two really good teams. Yeah. I mean, if and you're I thought about including the Clippers like, as well in yeah. this because they've been red hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. And, I mean, you could still talk about the Clippers. No, they, we're, we can yeah. talk about the Clippers. We can definitely talk about the Clippers. I but, mean, I think the difference is though. The, no, there's really no difference. The Clippers <laughs> have been hot since. Since really since yeah. after since that, people wrote them off yeah. and said they were going to yeah. do yeah. six games and after that's the James thing. Harden. I, I hate James Harden, um, <laughs> but I have to give him props because he's yeah. found like mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be the number one option anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's found a role on that team where his role is the system. He, he is <laughs> the system. He is the yeah. system. I mean, he's just been an amazing point guard, and like, I mean, he's he's facilitated so well. They, that was the one thing they were really missing was mm-hmm. like a guy to like run yeah. the offense. Um, I think any other week. It would have been the Clippers, but just given the fact that the Cavs are just on this tear right yeah. now. Could have been the Knicks, too. Yeah, it could have been the Knicks. The Knicks yeah. have been on fire recently, we'll, too. We'll talk about the Knicks. We'll yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to give the Cavs some love because I feel like mm-hmm. people have talked about the Clippers a little bit and they've talked about the Knicks, but no one's really talked about the Cavs. They're yeah. quietly, I mean, 14-1, last 15. Yeah. I mean, who's the, uh, and, who's uh, the cold team? Okay, okay, the cold team, is this one's pretty <laughs> obvious, like, is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. I mean, they've just, ever since they um, hired Doc Rivers... They have mm-hmm. not been great. I believe they're one and four right now yeah. under Doc Rivers. Um, and obviously, you know, I understand that there needs to be an adjustment period. But with the just the raw talent on that team, you'd expect them to, to be doing better than they are right now. Yeah, they were the number two seed. Um, and I, I believe they're, they're, I think they're the five seed right now. Are y'all Doc Rivers haters? Yes. I, I'm not, okay. Not to the extent that some people might be. Like, I think for what they're doing right now, it honestly could have been the right hire because they're just trying to establish a system they all like. Yeah. He, okay. He yes, he has his history of postseason woes. Uh-huh. He definitely does. But during the regular season, he, I, I mean, he, he 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 consistently has winning regular season. That is true. That's, okay. Yeah. I believe. I think also think that it was the right move firing Adrian Griffin because based mm. on the things you're hearing, yeah. it was kind of a chemistry issue. And you can't have that. Yeah. You, players have to be happy playing under a coach. Yeah. So I, I just don't know if Doc was necessarily yeah. the best option. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's fair. And yeah. that's fair. Like, from the beginning of the season, I think this happened, like, during the training camp. So Terry Sotts was brought over uh, to the Bucks staff. Yeah, this, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, Dame, that's Dame's guy. And he was there to be in charge of the offense. And mm-hmm. he was fired, like, or not fired, he quit. He got into an mm-hmm. argument he with resigned. Adrian Griffin. Yeah. yeah, and he resigned, which that's, like... I'm just trying to think about that from like Dame's perspective. He's coming here excited to have his his yeah. guy as his coach, someone who he you know knows how to work under, and then he's just he's just gone. That's a horrible precedent to set at mm-hmm. the start of this season. And, and also, the Bucks have been terrible defensively. Awful. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I know that they don't have a lot of good perimeter defen- perimeter defenders, but they still have Brook Lopez and Giannis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. One, th- they got Patrick Beverly now. It's yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but another thing about Doc Rivers. Part part of the reason he's there is to improve that defense. There has been yeah. a clear. Hit. I mean, they've been losing games. There's been a mm-hmm. clear hit to the offense. But I mean, they're like teams are averaging like I think it's like three less points per game against yeah. them so far since he's been coaching. Which I mean, you know, that's that's marginal, but it is signs of improvement. And just if you watch the games, it looks like the defense has been better. But mm-hmm. when you have Dame and Malik Beasley as your backcourt, as good as both of them have been on offense, especially. Malik Beasley's been surprising on quietly, offense. Yeah. Quietly, quietly having a really good offensive <laughs> yeah, season. Leading the league in a three-point percentage, yeah. I think. But, but Malik yeah, Beasley has always been a good three-point shooter. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has. I don't yeah. know if you remember. He actually had like a twenty-point per game season on the Timberwolves. At yeah, when when he got yeah. traded to the Lakers, I was so excited yeah. last year. I think he's the Timberwolves' all-time leading three-point shooter. 
Is he really? Wow. Let me let me double check that. He was a nugget <laughs> at one point too. Yeah, he yeah, was. He was. was I was so excited when he went to the Lakers. He kind of just didn't do much at all. But at it's Lakers. also like it's just the yeah. the pressure of being a Laker. I feel yeah, like, like I, I would think it's a real play. thing. No, I bl- I believe it. I mean, you're under a microscope. Mm-hmm. Every little thing, every bad game you have gets talked about. Yeah, the LeBron effect is real. And okay. he also didn't get a lot of play. I just on. completely lied. By the way, he okay. said. <laughs> <laughs> that was a complete. No, he oh he had twelve threes in a game, which was the record for a single game. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's <laughs> almost the NBA record too. Yeah, that's yeah. too off. Dang, too Malik off. Beasley has. I was that. gonna say I didn't think he played there long enough. I feel like it's yeah. Cat. Like no, it it, it is Cat. Ant's already number two. Ant is number two. Yeah, I, wow. I'm not. That's that that franchise sucks. Now it's really top ten, baby. Yeah, but Ant that franchise been in the sucks. Yeah, that long. All right, so we've <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Great. Great, great, great points. I have one more note about the Bucks. I'm just gonna. This is gonna be really quick. But Bobby Portis has been so disappointing this season. He was he was basically 16 and 10 off the bench last year, I believe, and now he's like 12 and six. His percentages are down. Like, would you trade if you were the Bucks? Would you trade him? No. Yeah, if you were the Bucks, would you trade him straight up for Grant Williams? No. No, okay. Grant is also <laughs> They been... tried to do that. They tried to do that. Yeah. The Bucks tried. No, to I do think that? I think the Mavericks tried to. Oh, do that. Okay, okay. No, Grant has okay. been Grant. His his percentages have like crazy also too. He's been bad because <laughs> bad. of what Bobby Portis did in that playoff run. He was a big part of that yeah. bench unit. I just don't think you can trade. I him. truly believed when he was at his his peak, he was the best bench player in the league. He, yeah. yeah, he that's yeah fair. yeah he I was. I mean, he was averaging is. basically a double double, a sixteen point double double yeah. off the bench. And, I, it pains me to talk about this series, but after Giannis uh, got out in, in the year they won the championship, after uh, Giannis uh, got injured and was out for the rest of the series against the Hawks, he really stepped up. So did Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Brooke, God, that yeah, one Brooke, game Brooke Bro- Lopez turned into Shaq. Brooke Lopez <laughs> had, had a thirty piece. Yeah, that yeah, was, he, I that was that. miserable. But Bobby Portis really stepped up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, let, yeah. Let's, let's, let's get into. Um, let's move on. I think this will be maybe the most interesting segment we'll have consistently. Alex, above average player of the week. Okay, so let me explain. Before I give my employee of the week, I would like to explain the segment. So this this segment is about highlighting a player that who has been playing above their means. Mm -hmm. And we say player of the week. Week is kind of arbitrary because we don't we don't have like a consistent schedule for how often we do this. So kind of just as of recent, like last five games, or like Mm -hmm. in the time period that. Mm Since we dropped, but it's about players who are playing above their means, who have been exceeding the normal expectations for them. Jeremy Grant is not my player of the week, but for example, you know he just had forty nine points last night, and if he, I for, I, fa- I failed to I remember his Wait, stats. He had forty nine. Yes, he did. I didn't yeah, sub him in. I have him on fantasy, I and I didn't sub him. You meant in. fantasy oh. points? No, no. And I was like, oh, that, that's no. not that big of a no, deal. No, no, he had like seventy fantasy points. Dang. But uh, I'm still winning right now. <laughs> but just a Thanks player. For clarifying. So if like a player, like if a role player averages like twenty five points per game for a week, it might go to him. If mm-hmm. like for example, the week where Joel and Embi- Joel and average like fifty five points per game, it go to him. Okay. It's about players okay. who are like okay. playing, playing above, above their, their normal expectations. Production. So yeah. for my, for Alex, above average player of the week, I would like to talk about Dante Divincenzo. Okay, I figured it yeah. was okay. gonna be him. Yeah. Since, since Julius Randle has been out at since the end of uh, January. Dante DiVincenzo has saw his minutes increase from uh, 24 min- or he's averaging 24 minutes per game on the season. And the last five games, he's logged about 40 minutes per game. That's Tom so, Thibodeau for yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's Tom, Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau for so you. So he's been, I be- he was in the starting lineup before. Yeah, um, yeah. He- yeah, but he's just his overall minutes have increased a lot. Mm-hmm. And in the last five games, he's averaging 29.4 points, four rebounds, 3.8 assists, and about. Uh, like a steal and a half per game. In the last five games, he's shooting forty three point five percent from three. He's mm-hmm. hit thirty threes in the last five games. That's ridiculous. Which is completely absurd. And if you watch the games, he is just letting them fly. Like we all were there to watch. It was Knicks Bucks last night. I right? think. Hold on. It was no Tim- Timberwolves Bucks. Mavs was... Knicks last night. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he has um, attempted 13.6 three-pointers per game his last five games, which wow. is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable. And, and he's how, shooting them at 43.5%. Percent. And so he's just been a huge part of the Knicks. So they've won 15 out of their last 19 games, mm-hmm. which, you know, Sam talked about 
them being one of the teams to talk about for uh, the weather report, they've been so hot. They've been so good. And yeah. he's been a huge part about that. Especially with the OG acquisition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he fits per- perfectly yeah. next to him. And also, he's going to become increasingly more important now that OG's out for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, Dante has been... Has been his production's been incredible. He's playing great defense, and he's. I was gonna say he's a scrappy defender yeah, as well. No, he, it's not just the offensive is, stuff. Yeah. He's. Were you yeah. between anyone else, or was it Dante uh, Clear? It kind of Dante Clear. He's. I mean, he's, I think that's. Fair. Yeah, he's yeah. averaging twenty nine points yeah. a game his last five. Games I mean, if it. you adjust that to ex, ex, expectations, I mean that's yeah, ridiculous. No, that's, yeah, it's. This but is, yeah, it's. I just wanted to. You think show he can some be love the starting for the boy two from For the rest of the year. Hmm? You think he can start in the two? I think with if he. He, he's not going to keep up this production. Yeah, but right. if he if he's able to even like retain seventy five percent of this, then yeah, I don't think he's going to average twenty four minutes per no, game for the rest of this. Yeah, season. yeah I think this has been a good way for him. To, like he's seen the opportunity and he has taken advantage of it. He's mm-hmm. been playing incredible. And yeah, I think that Tom Thibodeau would be a fool to keep him at twenty four minutes per game. Yeah, or it, it was less than to see a, a, a guy who's like a career role player have that much confidence to shoot fourteen yeah. threes a game is really impressive too. I, I mean, think yeah, yeah. I think it kind of speaks of the Knicks culture right now. Like they, the vibes are great. Yeah, up in New I York. hate yeah. to see it too. I <laughs> yeah, hate to see it. <laughs> they have a squad, man. They have they, a squad, they man. They do. Yeah, we'll it. we'll get we'll get to the trades, man. But, we need yeah. to also Let's, just um, I know. Yeah, go ahead. Brunson's hurt, but yeah, he, we need to have some conversations. Brunson's about been him. great. Brunson's he been is great too. I would yeah. say Brunson was a contender for uh for above average. Okay. He's been player of the week, ridiculous. Though. I mean, I don't think the injury's too bad though, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's I believe it's minor. I yeah. think um So, we're finna see Dante average 40 now. But Brunson yeah. is uh, to me has been all NBA caliber yeah. for sure. I think Dante was the obvious pick, but or not not obvious in a bad way, but Yeah, he's no, just yeah, I mean, playing yeah, out he, his mind, yeah so. he absolutely is. So yeah, let's get into the the bulk of the episode. We got lucky that our first episode was a day after the trade deadline. Yes, we did. That Even was though it was underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll talk about the most underrated trade for each team just because there weren't any big blockbusters. I feel like obviously the Knicks were the big winners. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and, and just say that I thought Patrick Beverly to the Bucks that was my most underrated trade. Y'all yeah. already touched on it. Dame and Malik Beasley have been abysmal perimeter defense. Mm. Abysmal. I mean, that was the Bucks' biggest Biggest yeah. uh, flaw, really. They, I was, and Beverly's not going to fix things completely, but yeah. just not, having. But <coughs> they're, they're a team that we know can make a deep run. Yes. And when you make a deep run, you have to have someone stopper. Who you yeah. can, yeah, you stopper. have to have a stopper, especially on the perimeter. We know right. they have the interior defense. Yeah. And I, I really think there is something to be said about the culture of a team impacting, like, impacting their winning, impacting their legitimacy. Patrick Beverly on the I love I Patrick like Beverly. I love, I love Patrick Beverly. Like it's as being being with the Clippers. Yeah. During that that stretch, man, he was the heart and soul of the team. He's a he's a vocal leader. I know people always mm-hmm. make jokes about Pat Beverly. Yeah. And it's funny. It's I funny. Mean, Patrick but, Beverly is just one of those players where you hate him if he's not on your team, yeah. but if if he's on but your God, team, God, when love he's him. he's on, and I mean he man, was on. He just talks out his ass sometimes, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, but you like, need someone to like, talk out of their ass when he's on your team. I, I, okay, I respect it in a way, but he's like, I've been clipping up Brooks. Jamal Murray for two yeah. years, you and Jamal dropped yeah. thirty-five on him. I'm like, man, you ain't clipping up shit. Yeah, but I, I think <laughs> just that that presence in the locker room is going to be a good thing. I know yeah, he has yeah. issues with Dame, but yeah. also kind of thought it was funny how he was the one who who broke the. Who broke the news that he was? Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. but if 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 Pat Bev was on my team, don't get me wrong, I'd love him. Yeah, to death. I mean the the Bucks are bottom ten. I was looking at advanced metrics last night. I was looking at their defensive stats today as they're well. Actually, bottom ten in almost every category. You like, can't win. Damn near yeah. bottom five. You can't like, win. They're the up there with the Pistons, the Spurs, the Jazz in terms of defensive efficiency. Like that is the terrible. Hawks. I think they're twenty yeah. first <laughs> in defensive rating right now, which. It's pretty. I mean, if you As, look at historically, you have to have mo- almost every single like championship winner has at least in, a top fifteen mm-hmm, defense yeah. at the very least. I would most say have top ten. No, yeah, but yeah. but that's like the basically the threshold mm-hmm. of of teams winning championships. Yeah. Very few outliers. And there's very few outliers. The Bucks are twenty first, and Beverly's going to help that for sure. I mm-hmm. think he he's not going to. I doubt they're going to go to the top 10 defense by adding Beverly. No, they he won't. probably Maybe. won't play much more than like tw- yeah. what 20 minutes a game, 15 yeah. minutes a game. But. but now you have a guy, you have a guy you can stick on. Yeah, that was my thing. You got yeah. they're, he's they're not he's not going to save them defensively, but 
we already like we know they're gonna be a top three seed probably. Yeah. They'll make have an argument to make a deep run. Yeah. yeah they'll need they a have stopper. Damian Giannis you can throw him on Brunson if they play the Knicks. You mm-hmm. can throw him on Mitchell if they play the Cavs. And he's not gonna stop them, but he can be annoying. Mm-hmm. Slow them down a little mm-hmm. bit. I, mean, I like do a that. lot better than Damon yeah. Especially for campaign, ejected. like yeah, I feel like c- campaign is is a solid score, but they, that's really not what they need mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, I don't think. What about y'all? Did y'all have any you, you can different first, opinions? Yeah. So my my most underrated trade was uh, Xavier Tillman to the Celtics for Lamar Stevens and two second round picks. Okay. So Lamar Stevens wasn't playing. Um, two second round picks, not nothing, but you <laughs> yeah. know th- it's definitely it's something not you can give up for the Celtics. And if you look at Xavier Tillman's numbers, he's averaging uh, six and five, just over forty percent shooting. Sub thirty from three, so he's not a huge offensive factor. He started the year though really well. I he think. did, he did. But the thing about him is, if you watch him play, he's a very versatile defender. He's mm-hmm. six seven. He's really strong, so he can guard bigs. You yeah. know, he can he can play defense in the post. Mm-hmm. But he's also like, he's quick enough to where he can step out on the perimeter and guard guards. And I feel like just, I just feel like he's a very good. Uh, he fits really well with their within their defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. You can play him next to Horford. You can play him next to Porzingis. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like he's a, he's another just a good big body to yeah. have and to play defense. And, and yeah. he is so a much depth. Yeah, yeah. He is a hustle guy too. Exactly. He yeah. works. He he works hard, and that's always good to have. And it's just like the, the team with the best record in the NBA just got a, another rotation guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. another yeah. solid rotation guy who's going to yeah. play defense like. Because this is all they needed to do yeah. at the trade deadline. They didn't they, need to. They, they could have done nothing, do and I would else, yeah. be totally content with that. But they still found something that is, you know, helps their team, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. you know, speaks to Brad Stevens. But yeah, yeah. I always, I mean, I know that he's a general manager, but I forget that he's pulling the strings behind all <laughs> yeah, these. Like, I always yeah, forget big too. moves nah, like is, the Drew Holiday, the, the Porzingis. Did you have a a different Me? trade? Yeah. yeah. So I I had a few trades in mind, but okay. So. I would like to talk about, or my pick would be uh, the Mavs getting Daniel Gafford I from was, the Wizards. I was about yeah. to choose that one. Okay. Yeah. I was about yeah. to choose from, that. So they traded it for uh, Rashawn Holmes and a pick, which was uh, the Thunder's uh, 2024 first round pick, which the Thunder are, are they still yeah. the first seed? They're like the first, second seed. Yeah. So the, it, uh, the Nuggets are actually, I, I believe, moved up to one yeah. after oh. last night. Yeah. But regardless, but, that pick's going to be in the uh, in the low 20s. Yeah. But so I really like this. Because so Rashawn Holmes, I mean he's he's been all right, but Daniel Gafford is a clear mm-hmm. upgrade over Rashawn Holmes and Derek Lively. He's been amazing for the Mavericks. He's, he's been starting center of the future. Yeah, no, I and he, he's yeah. still he's still gonna start with Daniel Gafford on the team. But you know a rookie a rookie big man a rookie center. He, this takes the pr- a little bit of pressure off him. Yeah. you can kind of like Dan, or Lively's gonna be starting, but you can kind of. Like split their minutes a little bit. They like, both, you know, each get like twenty five again. Yeah, twenty five, like something you know, like that. Lively like twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, Gafford like twenty four. It's just it sets puts them in a really good position, but there's not too much uh, too much pressure on Lively, but it still gives him like the room he needs to develop and become the player that he mm-hmm. can. I be. agree. Yeah, it it doesn't stunt them. It only helps them. And they're like. You know, they traded for P.J. Washington, too. They're in a yeah. win-now mode. Yeah, right they now. are. So, I mean, they have Luka and Kyrie. Like, that's they, they went all in on Kyrie. Mm-hmm. One note I have about that trade is, like, I feel Derek Lively and, and Gafford play very similar as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of have the same games. They're both, like, they lob do. threats, good, pretty good rim protectors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's, it's just good to constantly have, like, center minutes where mm-hmm. it's a lob threat. Yeah. It's a guy who can, like, protect the rim at a good level. So I, I just feel like the, the fit is really good. Yeah. It fits really good. And now you have the entire game with a, a start, solid center minutes, you know? Yeah. I hope PJ is good for them. I but think let's be honest, be. Dwight Powell's still probably going to get, like, maybe 10 minutes <laughs> a game. But, it, yeah, he's, like... It's not that Dwight Powell's bad. It, yeah, he's not He's not a bad player. No disrespect. He's, he's, he's got to have, have so, something Williams. on Cuban, man. <laughs> yeah. Did Grant Williams get traded? Yeah. He did. Yeah. To who? To Hornets Charlotte. for P- PJ that's Washington. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He but that deal. I... I will say though, the Mavericks traded a uh, was it a twenty twenty seven first round? Yes, pick? it was. Yeah, it's top two, pro- basically unprotected. Yes, it's it's top two protected. So if it's the first or second pick, they're uh, it won't convey for the Hornets. But they basically traded an unprotected first round pick. I don't but, know though. Twenty twenty seven, like yeah. if you're not contending by twenty twenty seven with yeah. Luca. 
Yeah. Then so you should probably that, blow it up. Yeah. That shows that they're going all in. Also, they got off the Grant Williams contract, which you, you, you're going to need something, <laughs> something to get off that. Add a little something in. Yeah. But okay. One I mean, more. The Mavericks. I don't know. I don't know if I trust the Mavericks yet. Yeah, to make a run. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. Either. Like I, I, I don't dislike the moves they're making, but I, I just don't think it's enough. What, what else are they gonna do? Yeah, though? like they, they, ha- they really, kind of gotta buy in. Yeah, they, they, they already bought in with Kyrie. They have to. They have to try to build a yeah. roster structured mm-hmm. around Luke and Kyrie. But I still like. Like they have good depth. They have good starters. Yeah, they have the star power. So I, uh, so I feel like we have to talk about the Knicks trade because that was probably yeah. I think that yeah, was yeah, obvious. yeah. Um, so and that could lead us into our next segment. So New York Knicks acquire uh, Bo, Bo, Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks from Detroit Pistons. Pistons acquire Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, and two second round picks. Evan Fournier was basically salary filler. Um, so yeah, what are, your, I mean, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, I obviously it's... the Knicks. I think the Knicks got a bona fide, like, excellent score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's averaging twenty points per game right now. I mean, you he's... had to get rid of that. Three threes per game. Yeah, because he's he was on his last year. We've been waiting for them to get rid of this (laughs) contract for forever too, and it finally materialized. And so I I was honestly surprised when they got um, Boyan, but it made sense. You have to dump that contract. You get a secondary scorer. He could probably start over Dante. Yeah. That's you you could, I you would can bring a, him off the bench. Um, I would too. Yeah, I'd bring him off the bench. Because, I mean, Bojan's not a great defender. He's not a great defender, but what he can give you off the bench, you have a guy who can he can create shots. And then they he's got Alec Burks, knockdown too. shooter. Yeah, yeah, Alec Burks, Burks is a great shooter mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, been iffy this season, but we know we know what player he is. And also, yeah. he's played on at the, he's played for the Knicks under the same coach that they have now. So yeah. he's, he's a familiar place. I think that was the, the biggest trade of the deadline. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, that that's the biggest trade yeah. of the deadline. I think the Knicks were obvious yeah. winners but, too. But yeah, so yeah, I don't love them giving up Quentin Grimes though. I know he's I, not having a great year, but I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I okay. I don't know about like who wins this or whatever. I mean, the Knicks probably do. They they have an incredible rotation right now. It's a they have depth, but. Mm-hmm. I love Quentin Grimes. I love Quentin on the Grimes Pistons. Too. On the Pistons specifically, no, I completely fantastic. Agree. The Pistons, they, I, I, I was gonna say they have a horrible, horrible defense, horrible spacing. But to be fair, what, what do they not have? That's not horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but Jalen, Jalen Durant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Jalen Durant. That, that's the yeah. one thing they have that isn't horrible. Yeah, no, no, they, they K's, yeah, they have K's some, they have too, some, they have some very good players. Durant but, has had, I yeah. think he's had. In the past, like five or six games, two twenty rebound games. Yeah, yeah no, he had like seven and twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible. But Quentin Grimes comes into a place that's going to give to the, to Detroit. They're going to give him an opportunity, an opportunity that he wasn't really happy with with the Knicks. You know, he wasn't playing much, and he cl- people know that he's good. People know that he can develop into a good player. But he, he wasn't was- really paying. In stretches uh, last season, he was an excellent three D yeah, player. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, I feel like he played more like last season. Like he went and, and putting a guy like that next to Cade, and I, 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 Ivy's yeah. probably who you start long term, mm-hmm. depending on his development. Yeah. Ivy, but could have been. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, but, but, but uh, just having someone on that roster, yeah. like to play with Cade, to play with Ivy yeah. at different yeah. parts, different spurts. I mean, they it's could just, use he's really the he, He's the right type of player. And yeah. he, he's. I'm glad he's getting another opportunity yeah. mm-hmm. to really and show what he can do. Because under Tibbs, it's so yeah. hard to carve out minutes. And he's, he's one of those, like, players that can kind of go in and fit any system. Because he's not going to interfere with Cade. He's not going to interfere with Ivy. He's not going to interfere with Asar. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I I would love to see the Pistons. I would love to see Asar succeed with the with the Pistons or wherever, mm-hmm. but he's not going to interfere with their core right now. Not going to yeah. interfere because he's he's a three and D player. Mm-hmm. You know, any any team would love to have that, but he just yeah. provides them dearly needed spacing. The thing is, I mean, they're losing kinda... Burks and Bogdanovich, yeah. who like you know were <laughs> they yeah. were the spacing for that team. But you know, they get a piece that can be part of their core rather than the two vets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say Quentin Grimes can also you know he he's a three and D player. Uh, that's his primary archetype, but he can also attack off the catch line oh, yeah. too. And I think he'll get more opportunities to really show that on the Pistons mm-hmm. and you know develop mm-hmm. develop his off the dribble game yeah. a little bit if it's mm-hmm. if it's even there. But yeah, I, lo- I love it for Quentin Grimes personally. I think he's a winner. All right, yeah. so we have about twenty minutes left, okay. and 
I think it's only fair that we end with a bang and do our, our mid-season conference finals yeah. predictions. Given that we are at the mid-season midway point of the year, uh, Alec, you've hinted at you you having someone in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh-huh. So go ahead. Okay. So for the West, I think it's going to be Nuggets and the Clippers. Nuggets and the Clippers. That is my prediction as well. That's yeah, my prediction. I, I don't think that's that's a hot take or anything. Yeah. He's going to say, find a way to justify the Lakers there. No, but no. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, no, okay. So yeah. the, for, okay, context, for context, Mick predicted the Lakers to win it all before the season. Yeah. Did I? You, you did. You I told did. me that, Mick. I swear. Look, I have my, my preseason. Oh, my God. I have my preseason <laughs> standings predictions right yeah, here. Yeah, receipts, baby. Nuggets won. Lakers too. <laughs> that's not that's not, that's not ridiculous. Yeah. That's not ridiculous. Yeah, I I had the. What'd you say? Nuggets Clippers. Yeah, I had the Clippers at seven, but that was prior to Harden. Yeah, hey, we were hooping prior to Harden too. Yeah, you. I were. mean, but you know. But yeah, I think, you know. I think that, it's just Clippers so hard to to one. to. Or before this season, at least, it was so hard to like bet on the Clippers. When yeah, their, <laughs> their health has been. I mean, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Absolutely. I but not this year. I literally couldn't choose my Western Conference pick. The top four is just so close. They're so even. Yeah. Okay, make your make your case for the other two teams that you or so I'm assuming the Nuggets and Clippers are on there. Yeah. The, the only so I want to say the Wolves just because they've beat really good teams mm. and their defense is just insane yeah. right now and they really have the ability to go toe-to-toe with mm-hmm. any player, or sorry, any team. But it is going to come down to experience, and that's yeah. also why I can't put the Thunder <laughs> yeah. up there just yet. I mm. think in a, in a year I or think, so, they'll yeah, be consistent. I, I think yeah. next year's the Thunder's year to really make a deep run. Yeah. And I'm not saying they couldn't do it. They're talented enough. Yeah, I mean, that it's, team has... Only They're pretty much strong in every area. The only area where they struggle a little bit is defensive rebounding, but... It's like, not that big of a deal, yeah. though. I, I mean, it's not nothing, yeah. but it's it's like that's not the worst yeah. weakness yeah. to have. And it's yeah. it's fine that this might not be their year. Yeah, they're, no, absolutely. Like, yeah, they are they are they're light years ahead of schedule. No, yeah, yeah they are completely ahead of schedule. And um, they didn't like they didn't overbuy at the deadline. They we didn't talk about uh, them picking up Gordon Hayward, but I thought that was a yeah. good trade. It also like it was. I I like it. I like it a lot. Trey Man, he loves Trey Man. <laughs> but I, I don't think, love. Trey Man, I just think that they could have gotten something a little better. Well, he think, doesn't I play, though. What they, needed to <laughs> do, play. they needed a veteran who actually gets meaningful minutes. Um, yeah, and I, I also I think yeah, what ahead. they did smartly, in my opinion, is they didn't like they didn't go for a knockout trade like Lowry Markin. Yeah, I'm glad. And I, I'm, I'm happy they didn't do that because I feel like you bring in someone like Gordon Hayward, who's a good rotation player, he's a veteran. And you wait for a, a star that's even more impactful than Larry Markin to become available, because the Thunder have all the assets in the world. Um, I don't dislike Gordon Hayward, the Gordon Hayward trade. I like it a lot because they do need that veteran presence. I think it's a good like placeholder trade. I think it is. Contenders this year. Yeah, but I don't know. I think maybe just because I watch the Thunder a lot, maybe I have that attachment or that bias. Yeah, Trey Man. Like, I think I was telling you yesterday, Alec, mm. had it been Aaron Wiggins or something, yeah. I would have been like, oh my god! Like, I would have been upset if it <laughs> which, was Aaron Wiggins. Which I get it. We we all have players like that that, yeah. we, uh, that we pick on our teams. Gordon okay, Hayward's so, averaging 15, 5, and 5. Um, 47, 36 splits. Yeah, like he's, he's a solid defender. He's not great on defense. He'll give you production off yeah, the bench, yeah. for sure. No, he's, he's a solid player. All right, so Wes, I think... It's obvious pick is Clippers Nuggets East. Let's just, we all have Celtics in there, right? Yes. Yeah. I would. Okay. I would hope I so. Mean, the Celtics have been the best team in there. Okay, Sam. Who's who's the, the the other team? I have the Bucks, and I know oh. I just talked about how they were struggling. No way. But I truly believe that the Bucks would have made the finals last year if uh, if uh, Giannis was healthy that entire series against the Heat. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I know their roster's different now. I mean, obviously. They have yeah. Damian Lillard now and Drew Holiday is on a different team. But I still think that Giannis is just that good of a player. Yeah. And I, I know that they're, they have their defensive issues, but I think um, you have the scoring punch with Dame, you have Giannis, and 
good shooters around him. Good shooters around him. Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez is terrific uh, rim protector. Splash I down. think if they can just fi- if Doc can figure out how to improve their defense a little better, a little bit better, I, I just don't see a reason why they don't make it to the conference finals. I wanted to put them in there so badly, but for all the reasons we talked about before, defensively, I, I just couldn't. Yeah. And yeah. as much as I hate to say it or hate to put them in there. I do have the New York. Knicks do you series. actually? Yes, wow. I do. I see. I think I the Bucks do. beat the Knicks in a seven-game series. Right I really now, do. if they were to play in a seven-game series, I think the Knicks win. Yeah, I, I just believe that the Bucks are gonna kind of figure it out before before they get to the playoffs. I also think I would have put the Bucks had the Knicks not make not made the trades. Yeah. The OG it. trade or the yeah, yeah. just everything. Yeah, the OG yeah. trade, Bojan, uh, Alec Burks. Yeah. They just made some really good moves. Yeah. They're playing. My really issue well. with the Knicks is is like I don't trust Julius Randle in the playoffs, man. I, I just don't. He's proven to be I trust Jalen Brunson. I trust Jalen Brunson, <laughs> absolutely. He's been amazing. Even ever since he was even on the Mavericks, he's been a playoff riser. But Julius Randle has been terrible in the last two playoffs. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. But it's just his style. It's just his style of play. I, I mean, some pe- some people I saw heavy basketball works for them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at my baby Kawhi. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. But Kawhi is Jordan. But playoffs, when you take though. a lot of bad shots and the defense can kind of like hone in on you in yeah, the playoffs, yeah. I just feel like his game doesn't really translate yeah. that much. They got to fall, and they just haven't been falling during the playoffs. I, I, yeah. I did not want to put the Knicks at all. I was finding every reason not to, so I was looking at all the advanced metrics. But they're like, they're top five in almost every single one. Yeah. I, so, when is Mitchell Robinson supposed to come back? I don't. There's a small chance he'll come back playoffs, at the end of the season. Yeah. So he's. Okay. I mean, uh, he's just an, another guy where, like, if yeah. Mitchell Robinson, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they have no that. holes in the rotation if yeah. Mitchell Robinson's back. Yeah, I mean, because Isaiah Hartenstein, he's been that, playing so well. incredible, incredible. He's been in. God, I miss him on the Clippers. So you much, know the Knicks are fourth in rebounding. That makes defensive sense. Defensive rebounding. That makes sense. Randall's a really good rebounder. Underrated. Yeah, I mean, and Hartenstein's a great rebounder. When Robinson was there, he mm-hmm. was incredible. Like, they he's, don't have Robinson, and Robinson still eats offensive rebounds. Yeah, yeah. he's so but, he's always on the glass. So okay, so for my team, I wish the Sixers. I wish Embiid didn't get hurt. Yeah, I yeah. would have had Sixers I, if he's healthy. Sixers, damn near might have been my pick to come out of the East, but I have, they were mine before he got hurt. Yeah. But Embiid I, turns into JaVale McGee in the playoffs. <laughs> so, I, okay. So, I have Celtics here, obviously, but I have the Bucks written down on my paper. Yeah. The thing is, I don't trust them at all. Because they're not, they're not in the games that... They should be blowing these teams out. Dude, they are playing down to their level. That's like, literally in my yeah. notes. I wrote, "Don't I just don't trust yeah. the Bucks." They're playing down to their level. Like they don't. Like they've been in close games with like the Pistons, the Blazers, the Wizards. Like you shouldn't be if you're a championship team, and maybe not the Wizards. I can't remember a specific game, but just teams like that. They have been up uh, playing down to their level, and. The games have been close. Even if they've won the games, the games have been close. I remember a couple... I think it was, like, last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to the Blazers. If you're a championship team, you, you gotta, you gotta to win Blazers. those... You gotta win those games. Yeah. You gotta yeah. win those games, like, emphatically. And they and they lost to the Jazz before that. Too. Yeah. I will say, a couple weeks ago, they did beat the Celtics by 30 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Was um, that with Doc? No, uh, that, was, that was before Doc yeah. got hired. Yeah. Like, right before. But... But I, I I do have the Bucks here, but they man they gotta figure it out. They, they got to they gotta play out. better. I, if I will agree with Mick in that if they were okay yeah if we're talking about uh mid season conference finals yeah the teams right now yes I would have the Knicks there. I think the Knicks mm-hmm. would beat them in a seven game series. Right now. I don't even think that's that controversial. No no like, I agree with that too. Do the way I think the Knicks it's been gonna playing, happen? Eh, probably I guess not. We'll see. Probably yeah. not. But if it ended right now. I just can't. It's just hard for me to bet against Giannis in the playoffs. He's been excellent. I mean, and also, like, yeah. it's such a group effort for a team to guard him. Yeah. And um, if, if the, the Knicks don't have Robinson, I don't know if, like, they're stout enough up front to, to really slow down Giannis that much. And if Dame is having a good series, I could see. I can see that yeah. matchup-wise okay. not working. All right. So if we're done with this 
Yeah, I would like to yell about something. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say so, tweet of the week, but I'm yeah, curious. To that see we'll, what we'll this finish is about. off with that. So, I'm. I wouldn't call myself a Sixers fan, but I've always had a weird like, like attachment to the Sixers, just because they always get. Like, I don't want to say screwed over because I mean it's their own doing, but it's just so. I'm a fan of the Rockets, Hawks, and Clippers. I know what it's like to just have unfortunate endings to every single one of your I'm going to go ahead and pull up Joel Embiid playoff numbers. Dude, so okay, okay, okay. okay. No, it's not, it's not, not about that. Not about that. Sorry, Darryl, guys, I'm a Jokic okay. fan. Also, I have history with this, with this individual, too, because I was a Rockets fan. Prime mm. Harden, my favorite player of mm. all time. Daryl Morey. Mm. He has been... A bad GM for the consistently for the Sixers. I don't know. Okay, what? just l- both of you, shh, <laughs> listen to me. I saw a tweet today that really had me thinking. Oh, okay. So when they were the one seed, want to know what their big deadline move was? They got George Hill. They traded for George Hill. They cut Isaiah Joe for no reason. And now look at Isaiah Joe. Yeah, I've never seen Isaiah Joe miss a three-pointer. I don't don't think he can. They tampered and overpaid for P.J. Tucker, who was bad for them. There was a reason why he's... I I know he was posting all this like... He was not very good for them. He got traded to the Clippers, and he... Played eleven. You know, you know the whole stretch that people were talking about. Oh, it's over for the Clippers. That the whole time PJ Tucker was playing, he hasn't played since then. Look at us now. <laughs> Remember, in I believe this was uh, like it was, I think it was the 2022 season, 2022, 2023. Uh, we're like got Paul Millsap. I love you, Paul. DeAndre Jordan. I Hawks love legend. I love you, DeAndre Jordan. The two, first jersey yeah. I ever bought was a yeah. Paul Millsap. Two jersey. of my like, you know, two of my. <laughs> The people who made me love the game of basketball. Yeah. But they sucked on that team. They were bad. Yeah. They stuck with... I don't know if this is his fault, but he's refused to move on from the Tobias contract. And all these things are stuff I just listed. I saw this on a tweet. I'm not taking credit He for also this. paid Tobias Harris instead of Jimmy. We were just going yeah, back. Yeah, but. yeah. No, he, he absolutely... Like, even at the time, that was a stupid decision. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they just cut Jaden Springer, who has played good basketball for them has been a good defender yeah, they cut that him was, that this was a little this reminds me of the isaiah joe situation i feel yeah. like it could be a situation that ends up similar to this and there has been his shady character with him telling harden that he was gonna pay him well harden is a guy who has character issues gained weight on purpose just to get traded wind his way out of multiple cities so i wouldn't he, i would everything uh, would you not want to get, get out of brooklyn too after all the stuff that was going on there I would want to leave. Brother, I think he did the right thing. Do you see where they're at right now? They have no direction. Did you see? Um, I mean, I agree with that. Yes, I'd want to get out. It's just the way he does it. Also, the what way- the hell? Spencer Dinwiddie, what the hell is going on in Canada? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trading a first-round pick for <laughs> Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. But, that was bad. Yeah, that is, that's, I mean, that's a head-scratcher. But, ha- okay. I heard the reasoning. They have I can't remember who what other teams pick they have, but they have another first round pick, so I think they're just using that well, th- that slightly lower pick. Didn't as they a, also get o- Ochai? Yeah, Ochi. they did. They did. They did. I think Ochai yeah, that, that's, 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 that's almost the, uh, a lottery pick. He was like the 16th pick, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like he's I like a, that. He's that. kind of a project player, I feel like. Like yeah. he's kind of raw, like I don't think he'll develop. But, but Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just I wanted and also I saw something <laughs> and they and waived Dinwiddie, didn't they? No, they traded him for. Uh, I think they he's, traded Dennis Schroeder for. Him. I think. Wait, he, did they waive Dennis? No, I think they traded him and then waived him immediately yeah, after. He is gonna. Yeah, get he's. Waived. A, I don't know if it's happened. Sports Illustrated four oh, wow. hours ago. He's expected to sign with the Mavs or the Lakers. Oh what? wow, he's going back to the Mavs. Maybe or the Lakers. They use him correctly. No, the, we don't want him. The Lakers don't want him. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't really. <laughs> when want I say Dinwiddie. we, just to clear it up, it's LeBron. <laughs> Any team LeBron is on. Yeah, so but uh, but yeah, and you know, the NBA is a business. But he told Patrick Beverly that there was no way he was getting. Dinwiddie is shooting thirty nine percent from the field, field this season. Wow. Yeah. How did? Why were the Nets giving him forty yeah. or thirty minutes a game with yeah. the? Uh, the yeah. What the so, hell is going on in Brooklyn? Yeah. So and and I know. Uh, I know we have to wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah, there's yeah. just there's a few teams that just don't have much. The Hawks, wh- they did nothing at the trade deadline. The Raptors. The thing made about some... oh my goodness, don't even get me started. Yeah, I could. We just can't keep 
putting our best players on the block and then not doing anything. Yeah. And then the next year, the same thing. DeJounte Murray is going to be on the block again. Yeah. We know that. And John Collins was on the block for like three years. They already said Murray's going to be on the block this summer. And that was the Collins cycle. We're going to trade him at the deadline. Nah, no offer. No good offers. We're going to do it during the summer. And we got like a second round pick for him. You got to think about it, man. What does that do to a player's confidence if you're constantly being talked about in trade rumors? Undoubtedly hurts it. John Collins was playing good. Yeah. We, and then he was on the block, and I, I, I don't know if it's yeah. related, but I feel like we just destroyed his confidence just yeah. by, like, for yeah. three years, it was like a never-ending yeah. cycle. Like, yeah. he's going to get traded, he doesn't get traded. I think like, Murray's a little different, though, just because he's made the All-Star game. Yeah. He's better. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> also he a lot better, but... Chicago! What yeah. the hell's going on, Chicago? That they need to blow that team up, man. Like, they probably know. are... Uh, to me, they are the team that's most in purgatory. Because they watching, might not even contend yeah. for the playoffs. Like, yeah, they're, I was watching a Kenny Beecham video. Shout out Kenny Beecham. Shout out Kenny if Beecham. he's listening. I know yeah. he is listening. We love you, Kenny. Um, we love you, Kenny. Yeah. He was, he was talking about how they haven't made a trade at the deadline in three years. <laughs> was it Vooch? Was that their last trade? Yeah, it was. Their last trade. was their last one. Yeah. And that hasn't gone I, great, by the way, it, retrospectively. It because they're okay. Like, let's wait for Lonzo to get back. Because when Lonzo was healthy, we were tearing up the league. We were the one seed. At they the were the one break. seed. Yeah, they they did play pretty pretty well. It's yeah. we're three years later, two or three years later. You gotta, I, gotta there's, move on. Yeah. How can you, as a general manager, how can you hold on to that hope? You can't also hold on to Demar Derozan on his last year. Yeah. No. And they plan to yeah. keep him long term. That's I that know. came out. That's ridiculous. There's no point in like I feel like the one bright spot is Kobe White. Patrick Williams. Kobe Williams, White's great. Patrick Williams has been playing better as well. I feel like everyone else on that Doesn't team. Doesn't feel like a bright spot though. Even then. Who? Will, Patrick Williams. He's been be- oh, he's no. been better he's recently. He's been better, though, yeah. but th- that's not a bright spot. Yeah. He's been a gray area. <laughs> yeah. But but at least you're getting something out of him. Yeah. Like. So it is five o'clock, so we yeah, should probably wrap this up. That will do it. So tweet <laughs> tweet of the week. Some, so <laughs> someone quote tweeted uh, the Grant Williams trade and said, Grant Williams about to get a cup of lean poured on his head if he tries to be Mr. Mature <laughs> in Charlotte. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. So oh I my guess God. I think that's it. Yeah, that'll episode. do it for that first yeah. episode. Yes. Let's get a little little golf clap. Yeah, a little golf clap. So guys, we really did it. Yeah, we, we really did, did it. Yeah. We I, I wanna give a little shout out to Numbers on the board, formerly known yeah. as Through the Wire. Because, I mean, that's my, I've listened to them, like, every episode for Kenny years. Mike, yeah. D, D, D Mills, P. Don't forget P. Yeah, yeah we just, we, we love y'all. We yeah. love them. Yeah. We love and them. So definitely inspired. inspired also, the No Dunks podcast. Yeah, No Dunks are great. I love the starters. Yeah, yeah that was we, our that was, favorite show on NBA that TV. Was, that was and it's cool show. still hearing from them, even though they don't have the show anymore. But, yeah, yeah but we'll get, we'll get a schedule going, um... And we'll have a lot more, obviously, for those yeah. day one listeners. This is kind of like a, a, a not yeah. not a, kind of a trial, not a trial yeah. session, but this, we're just feeling yeah. things yeah. out. Yeah, yeah we came up with out. a name for this uh, podcast about three minutes before three we minutes. started recording. Yeah, so. and I, I tried chat GPT uh, <laughs> names, but it was all just triple threat something. Triple, triple threat. threat yeah. ball, what was it? Triple threat. The triple threat <laughs> triads was one yeah. of them. Triads. It's not that. That's bad. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad, but... Anyway, I had a great time doing this, yes. guys. Yeah, thank, um, yeah, thank stay you for tuned. listening. Stay yeah, tuned. All, those, all the day one listeners, stay tuned. Yeah. And you know, we'll be back.